Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah. Welcome so to first things Collective first, podcast. you are pregnant. I'm Yay! I'm That's a so exciting. I'm going it's inward so to gain today. personal growth so that we can achieve a state of mindfulness and total self-awareness. Exactly this is a space today, dedicated to celebrating real. I feel like that flew by. I feel like you were just an all of those imperfect moments in between that make up the human experience. You're not in this alone, and I'm here to remind you that each episode is we dive deep and I feel like I'm kind of. We were just talking. I have a sister-in-law who's due exactly like one month before me and I was talking to my brother-in-law about it the other day and he was saying you know she hit a wall in both of her pregnancies right at about this point that I'm at now that she Mm. was just at where she felt like I've been pregnant for a long time there's still so much further to go and I'm I'm a little bit hitting that wall right now Mm, sure did you have any cravings that are worth sharing I always love hearing about that yes um Yes, I did. I also had aversions. So, okay, so from a cravings perspective, I definitely wanted, like, salty, vinegary things. Right. So, like, one week really early on in my pregnancy, I was craving wings like, oh, like nice. buffalo wings or whatever <laughs> yeah um and greek salads that mm-hmm. was like the only vegetable i wanted to eat in the first trimester was like a crunchy like vinegary greek salad just like that kind of flavor mm-hmm. um well for people who are version, listening too they're gonna get yeah. to know you a little bit better in this podcast but knowing you you probably like whipped up the most delicious <laughs> wings and greek salads that are like so healthy plus you're the salad well, queen Yes and no. Yes and no, because um, I did a little bit later on, but at the beginning, it was so, like, I couldn't, I couldn't cook for the first couple of months. Mm, sure. um, I had a really hard time with that. Even, even just really simple things. I think that's where for me, and I've, ta- I've heard this from a lot of other women where like the aversions kicked in. So like I, people talk about the cravings so much, but for me, the, the bigger thing was that like, Generally speaking, vegetables sounded disgusting, which, like you said, I'm so funny. really a healthful eater, and yeah. so it's really hard. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. I'm sure your husband was like, what is happening? <laughs> 100%. Yes. That's awesome. And how yeah, did you find, cool. how did you guys find out that you were pregnant? Did you, like, were you expecting it, or was it a surprise? Yeah, so we were expecting it. We'd been trying for a couple of months, um, and... And, and in, uh, annoyingly in both of those months, I like got my period a couple days late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, you know, kind of anxious that, you know, the couple months leading up to it, it's hard not to be. Sure. Um, but it's actually really funny how we found out the, we, we went to New York for the weekend to go visit friends. It was just like a trip we had planned back in January. And I knew that that would sort of be like the timing of when I would be finding out if, you know, it had worked that month. Um, and so I took a pregnancy test a few days before our trip, even though it was kind of outside of the, the window of like when a pregnancy test could tell you, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll just take one and see. And it said I was not pregnant, but two come in a pack. So I brought the second one with me to New York and it was, I think it was Friday morning. I woke up early to go meet a girlfriend for a workout class at like 6am. Mm-hmm. So I left the hotel or no. So before I left the hotel, I took a pregnancy test and immediately it looked like it was just one line, which would mean no. So I yeah. threw it in the trash. No way. <laughs> yes. Threw it in the trash. So I went to this workout class. I get back 
at like seven. My husband's still, you know, in bed sleeping. I take a shower or whatever. And all of a sudden I was like, maybe I should like recheck it. Oh, your intuition was like, wait a minute. Oh, that's crazy. Exactly. It was so weird. So then, then we like had to hide it from everyone we were with that weekend, but it was funny. Yeah. It was like, yeah. So that was how we found out. Oh, I love that so much. Okay, so can you go ahead and paint a picture for us? What are your current surroundings, and what does life look like for you in this present moment? Ooh, so where I'm, where I'm at right now, I'm in our home. I'm in my kitchen, which is really where I spend almost all of my time, right? I've got a food blog, so uh, my kitchen is kind of my space. Um, and it's also like we have this massive um, countertop in the middle, which is, um, which is wonderful. We have been working on construction renovations for mm-hmm. over a year and we finally have this like giant Island. So it's kind of where I sit and do everything. And that's where I am literally right now. Is it the same Island that I've seen? Did you change it? It's similar, but it's different. So it's like way bigger. It's like 15 feet long. It's crazy. And it's really wide, but it's, yes, but it's a similar look and feel. It's just ginormous now because we have the spades. Gosh, you guys, their condo is so beautiful. So when I first met Victoria, um, I photographed her for her blog and she, they had, you guys had the one unit and then they bought the unit next door. Yes, exactly. And they tore down the wall. So now they have two units. That's one. And it is like, Oh my gosh, it's one of the most beautiful spaces I've ever seen. You guys did such a good job. It's so open and so beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's really open. It's a really lovely space. And we actually just finished doing our roof deck. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I was only up there when you guys didn't really have anything there. So I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, that's so awesome. It is. It is. Yeah. So that's the space that I'm in right now. It's cool. Very, it's, it's a loft space, so it's mm-hmm. it's all wood and exposed um, brick, and yeah, it's a very it's a very rustic space, but it's super cool. Yeah, it's still warm and cozy. So, do you exactly. set um, do you set intentions for your week, and if so, what's one that you're currently focusing on this week? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, I go in and out. I. I would like to be better about doing that. Some weeks I am. I find that it really helps when I write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been using those mindful memos. And oh, actually, good. It's like, yeah, it's really helpful because, you know, when you are on your own, right, and you're doing your own thing, mm-hmm. blogging or photography or, you know, any sort of business that you are running by yourself and you don't have a boss to tell you what to do, it's very much up to you to define your strategy, your plans, your goals. Right. And that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Even if that's kind of in your nature, mm-hmm. which it is for me, it's still hard to do. It's so hard. Yeah. So I find that, um, yeah, writing, writing things down really helps to be honest this week. My intention is really to just try to de stress. I've had like so much anxiety the last few mm. days, um, yeah, so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on this That's week. a good one. It's a healthy yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, trying. Yeah. Okay, so I'm so excited for people to get the skinny on who you are and just, like, your path because I think, you know, your story is so relatable um, mm. regarding where you came from and what you've built for yourself. So can you give us a little background on kind of who you are and how you ended up where you are today? And feel free to go as far back as you want or not. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so... I have probably done um, 
have a path that you're right would be interesting to a lot of people or, or relatable at least in in a number of ways mm-hmm. so I uh, I went to college for engineering I said so something like kind of typical if you will um, I ended up joining you know the corporate workforce and I worked at Pepsi for almost six years in supply chain and then a little bit in marketing and I ultimately, I burned out. We were just talking about burnout right before, right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But um, like a lot of people, I kind of burnt out. And I think the, the biggest realization for me was that I saw a lot of other women in the jobs that I would potentially be moving into if I stayed in, you know, the kinds of roles that I was in. Women that had kids and had, you know, lives outside of work and, it, it, it looked awful, to be mm-hmm. totally honest. Like, I could tell that it was a serious struggle. And I knew we wanted to have kids, um, you know, fairly quickly. We, we, you know, we got pregnant about a year after getting married. And it just became really apparent that that kind of career path was not going to also mm-hmm. – support the kind of home life that I, that I wanted to have. Right. So I had gotten really into yoga during, you know, the, uh, the last few years that I was working at Pepsi, just as like a general a practitioner myself. And I decided to do a yoga teacher training. So I did that, became a yoga teacher and decided to leave my job, which was really scary. I feel like I'll never forget the moment that I told my boss at the time that I was leaving. I mean, I was literally, I was like sweating. Mm, I was so mm-hmm. nervous. Um, and you know, my husband was really supportive. My family was really supportive, but there's still this pressure that I think we all put on ourselves that like, this is what I was expected to do. This is what I was trained to do. So doing anything else is like a letdown Mm -hmm. or it's, you know, somehow not who I am. Right. Um, and that, um, that was really hard to let go. It's still hard to let go of. So that was a almost, well, it'll be two years in October that I left Pepsi. So I left right before we got married and I decided I was going to teach yoga full time. So um, after our wedding was over and I got back, I quickly picked up a bunch of different classes around the neighborhood. So I had a, I had a, you know, a decently full schedule teaching 10 to 15 classes a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that That's was a lot. great. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But I mean, also it doesn't pay very much. Sure. <laughs> you sure. Know? Yeah. You gotta, gotta teach a bunch. Um, but it, but it, it did keep me busy. And then, and then I hit a bit of a wall and that was in, um, like the beginning of 2017. And I mean, I mentioned this on my blog for me, like post-election, I was like totally down and blue. Mm -hmm. And I felt really like I wasn't doing enough. And I, I can't even say exactly what that means. I just knew like, I'm not doing enough. Sure. Mm -hmm. Teaching yoga is great. And I'm, you know, providing a wonderful service to people. And, you know, I was doing things that I felt good about, but at the same time, it like, it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start a blog, um, which is the blog I have now, Almonds and Asana. And it's mostly food and health and wellness. It's general lifestyle, obviously now that I'm pregnant, there's a lot more sort of motherhood in there and, Mm -hmm. um, it will natural progression. (laughs) Exactly. It'll continue to evolve as I evolve. It's, it's, it's me and my brand, but the whole underlying theme that I have tried to stick to and that, you know, I try to, I try to let shine through without being 
too in your face, um, is this idea of taking action. So Mm -hmm. most of my recipes, um, I've cut out red meat from my diet, uh, for the most part, although in pregnancy, to be honest, I've had to bring, had to bring it back a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I try to do things that are sustainable because that's something that I feel like is a small action I can take and I can, uh, as a consumer that I can make every day of where mm-hmm. I buy my products. I get my produce from um, a company called Imperfect Produce, and they um, they basically take all the rejected produce, whether it's ugly or dented or whatever, and they, they sell it at a mm. majorly discounted price. So I get my produce from them. I'm, I've become really mindful of just sort of how I use uh, how I use food in, in my life to um, to you know, to live a little bit more sustainably. So most of my blog posts have an element of that in there. Um, Mm -hmm. and if it's not totally overt, you know, sometimes it's more behind the scene, behind the scenes. Other times it is, you know, I I call it out a little bit, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I've, I've spent the last, um, the last almost two years teaching yoga. And then it's really been just about one year that I've had the blog Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, growing that presence on social media and, you know, trying to make a business out of mm-hmm. it is challenging, you mm-hmm. know, obviously. I do know. It's very hard. It's very hard. But, you but, know, you've done um, a great job. Yeah. I mean, like, you've built up a lot of partnerships and brand partnerships. Yeah. And I think that that comes from you're very authentic. Like, I would know, I would know your writing and your style from anywhere um and so it's just a very relaxed vibe and what I was what I wanted to say about um with your the the way that you um you know focus on taking action through your blog Mm -hmm. posts as a reader I'm not just saying this because I adore you but you (laughs) really are not preachy and I think what's so great about the way that you blog and the way that you write and you share your recipes is that people aren't gonna It doesn't sound preachy. People are just going to be like, okay, she uses that. Like, I want to use that. Or she uses that. I trust her. I'm going to use that. And they're doing good by doing it. So I don't feel like it's like an in-your-face or in-your-throat type thing. And the other thing I want to mention, one of the reasons why I wanted you so badly to come on this blog is because it's just such a perfect example that you can even be mindful with your food. You know, like mindful living just trickles all the way down, and I don't want food to be ignored either because it plays such a huge role in our lives. We need it to survive. And I think you do a great job at highlighting how people can be mindful around their food and in their kitchen. So, Absolutely. It's, it's one fan. of the biggest choices that we make all day, every right. day. And, right. and for me, when I, when I mentioned that, like, you know, at a certain point in, in 2017, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things where even at the end of the day, if I say, well, what did I do today to put like good in the world? I can at least say, you know what? I used produce that was, you know, that would have gone to food, food waste otherwise. Mm -hmm. Or I did, you know, all these little things that may not seem huge in the moment, but really add up. Absolutely. And even like, I mean, I know firsthand just from being around you and in your kitchen, but even the cleaning products that you use and whatnot, mm-hmm. you're very mindful about those. So do you have any favorite brands that you want to share? Because I think this is something that just from a toxic toxicity level, but also just being mindful of like what's in your kitchen and what you're using is really important. Absolutely. So I found this brand. I saw them on Shark Tank once, like on a flight. I don't, you know, it was like yeah. one of those probably rerun episodes mm-hmm. or something. And it's called Better Life. 
and uh, they sell them on Amazon or they're in okay. Target. They're at Whole Foods, cool. and it's amazing. They're so great. They, <laughs> I know this sounds so silly, like this is an infomercial, but this <laughs> okay. is for real. They, uh, like, they clean really well. I am one of those people who's super sensitive to smell, especially in pregnancy. Mm. So I, what I love is that they're not, you know, like sometimes like there's that really harsh chemical smell and you're like, I know this can't be good for me to breathe in. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they don't have any of that. Some of them have like really light scents, but they don't, you know, not chemically at all. And, um, they're technically so safe that like you could spray them in your mouth and love that. uh, Yeah. And be fine. I mean, I I wouldn't like go around (laughs) trying it, but, um, yeah. So I use like their, I mean, I use all of their stuff, but the, my favorites are, they're all purpose cleaner. I just, I mean, I use it everywhere. And then especially right now in pregnancy, you're supposed to be very careful about washing fruits and vegetables and making sure that everything's super clean and they make a really nice produce spray. Oh, nice. Um, so I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten really into that one lately. Awesome. I'll awesome. link those to the yeah. show notes so people can, so people don't forget during, uh, Perfect. during yeah. this episode. Yeah. That. That's awesome. Okay. So let's yeah. go back a little bit to where we were talking about how running your own business is a little, a little challenging. Um, so uh-huh. what would you say off the top of your head, what has been the most challenging thing about freelancing and running a lifestyle blog? Setting a strategy mm. for sure. And I'm, I'm still really struggling with that. I think for me, and it sounds like from a little bit that you and I have talked about it's, and so many people have given me this advice. Like they'll say, what is like your absolute end goal? Like what mm-hmm. is the big, what's the big thing at the end of all of this? And then work backwards to figure out what you need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I have a big struggle is that my end game is really unclear to me and mm-hmm. it kind of keeps changing. So then I have a really hard time like resetting my strategy. To oh, go I can so relate to this. Can yes, you? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So that, so that's what I find to be the most difficult. And then, and then prioritizing because again, when you don't have a super set schedule, mm-hmm. it's easy to get distracted Mm -hmm. and to, you know, be working on one thing and then suddenly something pops in your head and you're like, oh, but maybe I should start working on this blog post and then maybe I should go take pictures of that and, oh wait, but should I also go do the laundry because I'm just at home and I need to get that done too. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh wait, am I on crack? Like what is happening? (laughs) I'm unraveling. And then at the end of the day, you've gotten like half half of 10 things done. Yeah. You really check anything. Off. But you feel so, like you yeah, haven't think, stopped moving. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, I was so busy and I got nothing done. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the most challenging to me is, um, is setting the strategy, having my long-term and short-term goals and, um, yeah. And, and the daily schedule. So I think, mm-hmm. especially because like I said, I studied engineering in college and, Someone recently, I, I mentioned it and they were like, oh, you must have such a math brain. And I was like, you know, honestly, it's not, I, I kind of have a numbers brain, but I don't actually have a super math brain. I have a very like logic driven brain and I like steps and processes and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why it worked for me. And that was very much how my career at Pepsi was. I was super efficient. I got things done really quickly. Mm-hmm. I knew what I needed to get done. I had my processes, all of that. Um, and so you'd think then I would be really good at doing that now, but now that I'm on my own, it's hard. Absolutely. It's so hard. I mean, sometimes I'm like, should I just hire an assistant mainly because like, I also just want someone to talk to. 
Yeah, right. That too. Yeah, it gets lonely. Yeah. Weirdly lonely. Yes. That's why I've loved taking up this podcast too. It makes it feel like it has like a really good break in the day. And so you are also a co-host of a podcast. I am. Although I'm actually phasing out of that. Are you? Yeah. So I've been doing it within the last couple of seasons and it was great, but Honestly, with baby coming, I just don't mm-hmm. know what my schedule is going to be, and it, and it's really tough to kind of plan around that. So, right. um, yeah, so he's going to take it. It was his to start with. So he and he's always had a co-host. It's switched around a couple of times. I was the cool. most recent one, but I think he's going to make it more his um, his own thing. And I don't know. I'm I'm still open to the idea of potentially doing doing one down the line too that maybe yeah. has more to do with my blog or parenting or, or whatever but yeah it's been a it's been a really uh, um awesome so for learning any experience, yeah for absolutely sure. so for anyone who wants to catch you on that podcast can you give a little background as to what it is and um what it's called Absolutely. It's called Discover Your Inner Awesome. And my co-host and I, um, basically each week we sit down with an entrepreneur or um, someone who's kind of in a creative field, usually doing something on their own, or maybe they've started a business and we, uh, they pick the topic. So, um, it's usually posed as a question and then, you know, they have a little bit of time at the beginning to sort of talk about why it's important to them, why it's on their mind. And then we just kind of chit chat from there. So, um, it's super, it's a great podcast to listen to if you are an entrepreneur, if you're in the startup world, if you are a small business owner, we mm-hmm. talk about so many things that are that are really valuable um, for people in those spaces. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. I highly recommend listening to it. And it's an Thanks. easy it's an easy listen, but it's inspiring at the same time. Okay, so now I'm gonna ask you some personal questions if you don't Alrighty. mind. Yeah. So not at all. What would you say is one of the hardest things that you've been through thus far in your adult life? Oh, in my adult life. Um, well, pregnancy's been difficult, but in, um, in an interesting way, I, uh, Ooh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- actually, you know what I think I would say is, <laughs> so we got married and then in the same month that we got married, we, moved and I started a new career. Mm. So I think that it's hard to define which of those things. And then, and then we moved and then like six months later we started like massive mm-hmm. renovations. Yeah. So yeah. So all along, I feel like over this past year has been trying for mm-hmm. sure in as much as I've had so many life changes. So it's, it's hard to say like which one of them has probably you know, been the most stressful or, or difficult. I honestly think it's probably just the fact that I'm doing all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, but, yeah. all of those things are joyful. So yeah, getting married, absolutely. moving, quitting your job, building up something new, renovating, having a baby, like how amazing. But I think that's such a cool answer because when I ask that question, I'm not asking what's the hardest and worst thing that's ever happened right. to you or that you've been through. So I love, leave it to you to like, put a positive spin on it. I love that so much. And I think that that's worth celebrating. And also that it doesn't have to just be one of them. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. the combination of those things. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And I think that often is the way it happens in life. You know, that, uh, like when it rains, it pours sort of thing. And, um, 
yeah, you know. In those come the lessons. Season of life. Yeah. I yeah. so believe that when it rains, Absolutely. it pours. I'm like, there's a message in here because this stuff just wouldn't be happening one after the other if I wasn't supposed to pick something up from this, you know? Absolutely. And as much as, you know, I'm still me, I'm not really, you know, a massively different person in, in a lot of ways as I was, you know, a year or two years ago. But mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, I do feel like I am. I've always been stressy and, you know, I've had, you know, kind of anxiety and I'm very type A and all of that. And and while that's still 100% present in my life, mm-hmm. I am so much better whether or not anyone else notices it. But I think some people do at at seeing it myself mm-hmm. and like talking myself down. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so even though I know that I, that, that I've still got a, a long way to go, I'm so much more aware of it than I think I ever have been. Yeah. You're doing the mindful work to get to the root of your self-worth, which truly, especially like we keep saying, but if you work for yourself, if you work by yourself, you don't have that validation of, great job. Like that's exactly what we needed. This is perfect. You know, it's right. kind of up to or you on to the flip like, side. Yeah, yeah. Or on the flip side, you don't have someone being like, nah, that's not where we should focus our time. So mm-hmm. then you like spend a lot of time doing things. You You're like, did I just do. waste? Yeah. Did I just waste my time? Nobody even liked that. Yeah. Right, I know. Right. It's so hard. <laughs> totally. Is there a lesson that stands out that shaped who you are as a person? Like something, I guess that's happened. Um, let's say with, with business, with this new mm-hmm. business that you've created, let's focus on almonds and asana. Is there a lesson or maybe something that happened that you weren't expecting that wasn't great, but that has taken your business to a different place because of that said lesson? Um, that's a good question. Hard to pinpoint. I think my biggest learning is just that people really, like you mentioned before, people really value honesty Mm -hmm. and being authentic. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very clear to me on days when I post, you know, Instagrams or blogs that are a bit more, um, run of the mill and don't have, you know, a lot of emotion specifically behind them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Filler. Or even if it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm posting a recipe and there's not, you know, anything really personal behind it. I'm just Mm -hmm. posting it because people do want food and that is what I provide. And, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, people are less engaged, you know, and people Mm -hmm. are less personally invested Mm -hmm. as opposed to, and this is sort of like a slight, um, you know, this is a, a difficult one, but, you know, as opposed to when you post about things that are, troublesome or, you know, or even good on the flip side, but just Mm -hmm. that are, that are real personal experiences. Mm -hmm. People relate so much more. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I, and also from other people that I know who are way further down this path or who, um, you know, manage social media accounts for a living. That's been the number one thing that I've heard from them too, is like, never, never, I don't know if you can say this, never don't (laughs) (laughs) double negatives. Um, you know, don't ever hesitate posting something or don't ever not post something because you're worried like what someone might think Mm -hmm. if you're comfortable putting it out there because ultimately 
there's going to be more people who do relate to it mm-hmm. and you just can't, you just can't live for the people that might not like something, you yes. know, because they just aren't the ones that are going to be in your community and that's fine. There's billions of people out there. Totally. You know? And you know, you, you and I have even had side conversations via text about like social media growth and like just yep. the struggles of doing it organically because honestly the algorithms make it so hard to reach the people that you want to reach. And recently I, I would say one of the biggest lessons that I learned was spending money on one of those loop giveaways. You know, I did it and my soul just went like, it just like, (laughs) I could feel it crashing. And she was like, that was not the right move, but I did it. And it, you know, I like, I went through the process and it felt bad. And then one day I was just like, I, I need to, I want to tell people that I did this and I have to tell you, I even talked to my life coach about it because I was like, I'm stressing about this. People are going to judge me. They're going to unfollow me if they hear that I did this. But you know what happened is I posted it. I was so honest. And that was kind of like my vow and my plea to my followers and my audience of just like, I won't do this ever again. Like from here on out, it's authenticity or bust. That means the nitty gritty of when things are going really bad, when things are going really well, when I'm feeling unsure, like. I'm putting it out there if it's something that I want out in the universe. And what ended up happening is when I posted that, that confession, we'll call it, I had so many DMs from other people being like, I've been on the fence with that. Thank you so much for saying something. Or I'm in the midst of like clearing out all these, um, you know, bot followers that I have because I did the same thing. And, you know, some people were just like, thanks for being up front. I don't even know if I lost any followers and you know what? I really don't care because if they wanted to unfollow me for being honest, you know, and sharing something that made me feel bad and that I had like remorse for, then good on them. You know, like those aren't your people. That's not your tribe. So absolutely. I also, I had one other situation where, you know, for the most part, I, I, I'm not big enough where I like have like haters or anything. Thank God me either. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Right. But mm-hmm. I have had a couple of people, um, on a couple of occasions I've posted like, you know, slightly political things, which like, I, I mean, I, I am not shy about You're that. You're an but activist. At the same time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I, I'm not super, super overt. I mean, mm-hmm. only when I feel like really passionately, it just, whatever. But I posted something a little while ago and someone wrote me right back and was like, Oh man, just when I was starting to like you. (sighs) And I was like, Oh, well, I'm really, you know, I, I took the time to have a conversation with her and I was like, well, I'm, I'm really sorry you feel that way. You know, like I, and whatever, I sort of just explained my side and I said, but I, you know, I totally get it. If it's, if this isn't your cup of tea, like, you Mm -hmm. know, no hard feelings if you don't want to follow along, but you know, this is, this is where I'm at and this is how I feel. And she was so appreciative and she was like, oh my gosh, I so, I really appreciate you writing me back. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and she still follows. Um, and then I, I kind of had that happen except for the person never responded. I don't know if they still follow, Mm -hmm. but I posted, um, I did a partnership with Palmer's, um, uh, like belly oil to use during pregnancy to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of help keep your skin moisturized to maybe help avoid stretch marks, which, um, you know, may or may not happen to people. I I haven't gotten them yet. I think it's kind of partly hereditary, but, um, but it's scary, right? Right. When you go into pregnancy and like your body's changing and all these things. And obviously, um, stretch marks are not like the worst thing in the entire world. And in fact, a lot of people who get them end up like loving them as like their battle wounds and Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But someone had a really 
hard time with the fact that I did this post, you know, about like, ah, I was so scared of getting them. And, you know, I've been Mm. using this oil and it really puts my mind at ease and whatever. And she did not like that. She thought that was like so terrible. So I I tried to have a nice conversation with her and tell her that I I, I understood her point, but Mm -hmm. she never got back to me. Yeah. It's like, we can't, we can't please the masses. All we can do is like show up for ourselves. And like, I love that you're taking the time to have these thoughtful conversations while you can, because, you know, I think you are only growing at sort of a rapid speed. So right, right. to be able to take the time right now and give those thought, thoughtful responses is really, really wonderful and really all that we can do. You know, we exactly. can, I'm not going to fight for someone to agree with me or like me. They don't have to. But, you know, at the end of the day, when our head hits the pillow, I think we know that we're decent people and... Totally. Yeah. I agree. Well, the thing about you, too, is that, like, when I said you're an activist, like, I don't want people who are listening to be like, I don't want to go on her site. It's political. Like, let me (laughs) let me be up front and say it's not political. It's not at all. An activist website. And I would say if if anything, you are you're just for human rights. Which are di- yeah, exactly. which are different than and politics and just well being overall totally. well being and just for just for like being I mean obviously this is so much what you're about like being mindful yeah you know and that there's just so many different ways that you can do that and yeah, um, yeah that's like an episode out. in itself just talking about all the ways that you can be mindful <laughs> uh, that's like a lot of episodes that's many episodes yeah yes. okay what would you say this is a hard question um, I think it's a hard question but what does success mean to you. Oh, that is hard. Um, uh, I think being satisfied. Mm. So, I mean, I don't have, like I kind of, like we were saying before about how, how it's really hard to set a strategy when you're not even totally positive what your like big end goal is. Mm -hmm. And so then I think it's also can be hard to define success or feel like something is successful or not when you don't when you don't have that goal, mm-hmm. um, outlined, but I think it's, if you, I think it's a feeling of being satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like we just said, like me. when your head hits the pillow, you're like, yeah. okay, all yeah. is well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. So some of my favorite questions to ask, and I know a lot of other people are really interested in this as well because people are just inherently nosy, myself included. Um, and I think we kind of just find comfort in knowing how people, start their days, end their days. So do you have a morning routine that you stick with? Yes, pretty much. Do tell. So (laughs) I, uh, well, I teach almost every morning. Mm -hmm. So that, so I usually wake up between five and six to teach Mm -hmm. and I, before or after your, I was going to say before or after your espresso with homemade almond milk. Espresso for sure comes first. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I have two shots of espresso every morning. I've cut back from three since mm-hmm. being pregnant, but I have my, and I go, I go to Starbucks every morning. It's like on my route. So I have my little routine and I order it ahead and you know, they have it waiting and <laughs> that That's whole thing. So and you I bring your own, own almond milk, right? I do. I make my own almond milk. So I have like these little bottles. I always pack one the night before or, or like a couple of days before I have them ready to go. So I can so just cute. grab it in the morning with my banana. Uh, so that's usually step one. And then oftentimes I teach at a gym usually in the morning. So then when I get there, especially over the last few months, I have like a little sort of exercise routine that I do before class even starts to just kind of like loosen myself up. Um, what time is this usually? This is usually between like 6.30 and 6.45 is when I'm doing that. 
Yeah, nice and early. And then I usually teach um, seven to eight. That's like three to four days a week. Mm -hmm. And then I come home and I have like kind of a regular breakfast. I pretty much always have like scrambled eggs and fruit. That's kind of my Mm -hmm. go-to. And then, yeah, and then I, in there between usually seven thirty or between like eight and eight thirty is when I get my first post out. So my blog posts are all like ready to go, you know, a ways in advance. But in terms of Instagram, I, I usually prep that in the morning, um, as I'm, you know, after, after class, that's sort of like the first thing that I do. So yeah, that's kind of my little, my little morning routine most days. How far out do you, um, do you schedule your posts usually? Uh, my blog posts are usually like two to three weeks out. I've wow. got content planned. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I just did a week and a half and I was like, woo, feeling good. That is impressive. Yeah, I try. It's hard though. And I, I post right now. I post every single day. I, that's going to have to pull back yeah, a little bit. I did the same thing. Yeah. That's going to have to pull back just for a couple of reasons. One, in terms of like timing and, um, you know, especially once the baby comes or even, you know, sort of like leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And then two, because again, sort of like resetting that strategy of, okay, well, blog posts in and of themselves aren't really the thing that necessarily, you know, drive any sort of monetary value, Mm -hmm. but they're obviously important to do because that's the backbone of what I'm creating. So Mm -hmm. it has to exist, but like how much has to exist? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the question. So anyways, I'm kind of figuring that out, but yeah, I usually have, um, content planned out for two to three weeks. And then my Instagram, I, so, you know, my Instagrams are planned to correlate with those posts every day. Mm -hmm. So I have it planned out from like, a I know what, I know what image I'm going to post, but I almost never actually write the content of my yeah. Instagram posts until that morning. I because, love like, that. who knows what you're going to feel like. Yeah. You know? And you, like we just said, we want it to be authentic and genuine and come from, like, right. real time. Yeah. I love right. that. What, exactly. um, what Instagram planner site do you use? I use – it's called Snug. It oh, doesn't yeah. actually do – Have you? do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't do any posting. There's no, like, writing. You really can't do anything in it except for to just see what you're – layout of photos mm-hmm. is going to look like. So to keep it, it organized. Kind of, yeah, to keep it visual, visually pleasing. You know, I like to kind of do like a human, every other food, you know, so, mm-hmm. it, so it has like a nice look and feel. Yeah. Um, and, and it just then, then sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, wait, what was I going to post that I can look there and I know exactly which image I'm going to post for the day. Right. But, but it doesn't actually do any, um, there's no functionality in terms of actually posting or, um, or, or writing any of the captions or tagging mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to taking care of yourself? Do you have any? Um, food mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, that's like, I'm not one of those people who was like, Oh, whoops, I forgot to eat breakfast yeah. or like food's definitely a priority for me. And I know sometimes that can get annoying to others in my life, but (laughs) I grew up in a family that was really centered around food. Food was like always important. And, um, you know, whether that means that I'm eating healthfully or not, you know, even if it's a day when I'm indulging, it's just, to me, it's important. It's an important thing that I can't go without. And same with exercise. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do take occasional days off, but it's rare and it's not like, Oh, I'm working out so hard every day because I want to be skinny or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. because it's honestly, it's like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm tightly wound. I definitely have anxiety and it's, 
it's like my, my breath of fresh air. It's kind of how I, how I can breathe throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really like to do that as early in the day as I can, because it just sort of helps clear my head. So yeah, I would say those are like my two non-negotiables that I like, I can't just be the person who doesn't eat until two in the afternoon because you do not want to be around me. That would not be, I, I couldn't even get anything done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and, and, and some form of exercise, even if it's just being, you know, walking to every class that I'm teaching that day yeah, just moving, uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, it's so funny when you explain yourself as like tightly wound with a lot of anxiety. And like, I, <laughs> I believe that to be true because you're, you're a person and that's what you're saying. But you know, as someone who spent time with you and someone who reads your blog, I think if anyone visited your blog or your Instagram or <laughs> went to one of your <laughs> yoga class, they would have, it would be the opposite. Like you write like yeah, so calmly funny, and mom. it's just so funny. Yeah, my mom always said um, that I showed well. Mm. <laughs> so she would always be like, You don't want to see my insides. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I mean, I try to share that stuff, but at yeah. the same time, you know, like I I don't know. It's I, Some of that is probably reserved mm. for the people that are closest. Sure. In, in yeah, my yeah, life. of course. Um, you know, just because I, I can relate that, to that. Yeah, that natural. No, but I always think this is like the funniest example. Um, when I was little, one time my mom picked me up from like, I don't know, preschool or kindergarten. And my mom is like a very happy-go-lucky, super easygoing person, like the easiest going person ever. And she was all cheerful and she picked me up from school and asked me how I was. And I just looked at her and I said, you're like sunshine and I'm a dark cloud. Oh no. (laughs) She was like, and then I just understood you. Oh my gosh. That is so (laughs) funny. I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And that you were like so aware that like you felt heavier than what you were witnessing. That is really cute. A little sad, but so funny. It's so funny the way that kids can see things. Totally. Oh my gosh. Okay. On that subject. So then what do you think of when you hear mindful living? I love asking, um, the people that I'm interviewing this question. Cause I feel like everyone always has a different answer. Yeah. Um, I think it's just being more present and conscious. Mm-hmm. So, um, being thoughtful in the decisions that you make mm-hmm. to me, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what it represents. Mm-hmm. So how do you, make sure that you show up mindful, let's say, um, within your relationship with your husband, what's, what are some of the ways that you, um, mm. focus on being mindful in that area of your life? Cause that's obviously one of the most important areas of your life, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think being really aware of the fact that when someone else has a reaction that is hurtful or, um, negative or whatever, that it's not usually like it can often feel, feel in the moment, like it's a reflection of you, but it's probably more that like they're going through something. And so I, so for me, it's stepping back inside my own head and saying, okay, like I'm upset or my feelings are hurt or whatever, but ultimately maybe that person is also hurting for some reason. And like, what could, what, what could it be that's that's hurting them. Do you I'm know what I'm so saying? happy that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that point so much. And I think, I think honestly, as human beings, that's one of the hardest things to learn and to grasp. It's something that I feel like I go in and out of all the time. And that's kind of when yeah. I know that I'm connected or grounded is when 
let's say, we'll use Chris as an example because mm-hmm. that's my partner, but like, you know, he has a very busy schedule and some days he'll say something and I'll be like, ow, take it so personal. Yeah. And he'll be like, you're being very sensitive. <laughs> and I'll take that as like an insult too. And I just like yes. go unwound, you know, but like when I'm connected, he can, he can say what he says. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I know that that's not directed towards me, you know, like right. that's his, it's not mine. And what makes it even better is if you can be the person, so let's say I'm the one who snapped, you know, to be able to come back to that other person and say, like, I'm really sorry about that. Like, that had nothing to yeah. do with you, you know, which is something that I love that Chris does all the time. Yeah. He can own yeah. up to it. That's so I big. think, yeah, in a healthy relationship, just being able to, like, yeah, just be able to read each other of, like, okay, I don't think that that was directed towards me. And like you said, go inward. Like, go into mm-hmm. yourself and be like, there's nothing that I did to warrant that. That's not mine. Yes, you know? exactly, because it's easy to take that on yes. if you don't. And it's easier to to blow it out of proportion, like you said, when it's someone close to you. Mm-hmm, it's easier sure. to unravel. But it's good to, I think it's good to have that in mind for strangers as well. You yeah, know? absolutely. Road rage. Absolutely, yes, right. <laughs> I heard that as um, when someone cuts you off or, like, walks in front of your car or something, they call it a psychic whack. It's like the universe just like, you know, kind of throwing you off kilter and it's just someone giving you a psychic whack and it has nothing to do with the person and how they feel about you. I don't know that person, yeah, right? right? Like they're not doing it to me personally. Right. It's You just were, you were just in their way. Yeah. So I, just, I call it a psychic whack. I'm like, whatever. That was just a psychic whack. <laughs> that's funny. I so like what is a mantra that you've been loving or that's been landing well for you lately? Uh, I think the same one that just, I just have one really, Mm. um, that forever I always like, and that's this two shall pass. Yes. And yeah, it's so simple, but I don't know. I think in every phase, um, when things are difficult or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. just, I always think, okay, not that I want to like wish the phase away because I'm sure at some point. I'll regret it, but more to just think at some point in the future, whether that's tomorrow or like some weeks from now or Mm -hmm. whatever, or months or years, this just, it will just be a memory and it won't even be something that I, that I really consider, Mm -hmm. you know, like an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just remembering that, that even when things feel like a really big deal, at some point they won't be the biggest deal in your life. Mm-hmm. And also the one thing I love about this two shall pass is that it's, um, it's almost like a permission slip to again, go inward and like mm-hmm. just focus on the fact that just taking pause right through a hard situation yeah. and just remembering like this moment that I'm in right now that is so uncomfortable is not forever. Yes, you know, it is, exactly. so, it is so fleeting. So yeah, that it's short, short term. Uh huh. That's so good. Um, okay. So where can people find you? Let's list all the ways that people can find you after this episode. Yeah. So on Instagram, my, my handle is almonds and asana. So almonds like the food, A N D A S A N A. So asana is the physical practice of yoga. Um, but if you just searched Victoria Cohen, I'd probably pop up too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's the same for my blog. My blog is just almondsandasana.com. And that's the same thing on Facebook. I'm not as active on there, but that is where people, um, can find me if Facebook is their favorite social media platform. Cool. And if people live in Chicago and want to take one of your classes, how can they, how can they do that? 
Yeah, if they want to see me IRL. Um, <laughs> I teach at Bare Feet Power Yoga. So my name's Victoria, obviously. So you just, just look for that name on the schedule. Um, and then I teach at Soho House. So if you happen to be a member there or you're staying at the hotel there, um, I'm, I'm, I'm usually there about four times a week. Um, and then I also teach at a studio that's north of the city in Glenview called Spenga. So those are the places that you can find me. I also do privates and um, corporate classes. So if anyone's ever looking for that, um, that is available as well. Are you still um, doing yoga for adolescents, like kids and teens? You know, I was. We got rid of that class. Did it was you? like it was really hard to schedule the time. Sure. Um, you know, and <clears throat> I would be open to doing it again um in the right in the right setting or the right scenario it was mm-hmm. it was really hard though i got to oh, be I'm honest sure. it was really hard i'm sure yeah. but like sometimes those are the people who need it most right yeah exactly oh yeah. for sure they need it the yeah. Most. yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to come on here i really appreciate yeah. it and i know everyone's just going to fall in love with you after this so oh, i really appreciate well, it i'm so it too yeah okay thanks victoria all right thanks I hope you guys all love this as much as I loved recording it for you. And if you do and you have just 20 seconds, I would be so incredibly grateful if you would just pop over to the review section on iTunes and rate this podcast. It's truly how this podcast can land in the laps of any and all people who are needing a little bit more mindfulness in their life.